Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody. The podcast where we talk with people behind top nonprofit galas and signature fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli. And today I am excited to have Bella Villarreal, who is the development manager for Legacy Community Health in Houston. They have an event and it's one I've had the good fortune of attending that is incredibly fun. It's called Holiday Schmooze. And, you know, because it is the holiday season here, we really wanted to do something, you know, really showcase how an organization effectively does a, you know, does a signature fundraising event during a time of year where it's really, really busy. And, you know, I couldn't think of anything better than this organization. And to have Bella on is really a great gift for all of us. So with that said, Bella, welcome. And we're so excited to have you on as a guest today. Hi, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. So, you know, for those of those listening who may not be familiar, can you talk a little bit about what the mission of Legacy Community Health is? Yeah, so Legacy's mission is driving healthy change in our communities. And so we provide healthcare to everyone, regardless of their ability to pay, and always, always without judgment. We think that healthcare is a right, not a privilege, and that everyone deserves to feel the best and be their best. That's really great. You know, and it, it, what I love about your organization, you really do do that. And I think, you know, we'll get into schmooze in a little bit here. But what I love about what you do is you really do see that at your event. You see all kinds of cross sections of your community, uh, you know, of the Houston community that are in there. And, you know, that really shows how a signature fundraising event can really, you know, highlight the mission of an organization in a really good way. And I think you all do a great job with that. You know, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how, you know, you were talking a little bit um, about um, on in the green room, how you got involved with the organization. So I'd love to hear how you initially got involved with Legacy. So in 2019, I graduated from college and I was really just trying to figure out what I was going to be doing. And my sister at the time, or my sister told me, Hey, there's this internship. I think you'd be great at it. It has to do with healthcare and it has, it's for the community, which those two are, have always been my passion. I've always loved helping as much as I can. And healthcare has been such a big interest in my life. So I was like, perfect. I'm going to apply for this internship and see if I can get it and see if this is the right path. So I started my internship in the summer of 2019, and I completely just fell in love with Legacy Community Health. I joined the development team, and I realized that with fundraising, there's a different way that you can really just help people that's not patient-facing. And whenever you do get to interact with a patient, and you get to see and hear their story of how legacy has helped them in so many ways, and you're able to raise money for the services that help them, there's really no better feeling than knowing that that's how you can make a difference. I I love (laughs) that. You know, that's, that really is fantastic. And, you know, you mentioned a little bit about being really passionate about, you know, about 
about healthcare. So talk a little bit, where does your passion for health and healthcare come from? Where did that, you know, where did that originate with you? So I had, my degree is in health science and it's always just been something that I've been very interested in, just making sure that your body as well as not like your mind, health and just the general being has always been very important to me. It's always been something that's interested me. And I just love that I can have this sort of way of just helping out as much as I can. I love that. And what I love is, you know, you're doing development. And what I what I appreciate about what you did is you took your degree and you may not have used it necessarily in the way you may have thought when you were 18 entering college, you know, because you're doing, you know, development, which is a very customer facing, very sales oriented role. But at the same time, when you interned, you fell in love with the organization and you really realize that your passion has branches, much like a tree. So, you know, your passion, you know, the root or the trunk of the tree is your passion, but there's different ways that you can go about, um, you know, executing and implementing that. And I think it's really great that you you saw that and you saw where you would fit and be at home within an organization within your passion. And I got to imagine that that probably helped stretch you too professionally. Yeah, like this team, our development team has allowed me to grow and be and find different ways and how I can be myself. I have been able to grow from being a data person and taking in the donor in the database to being events manager. (laughs) So to be able to grow and to still be able to grow, this department and legacy has really just rooted me in being just an amazing, as amazing of a person as I can be. That's fantastic. And, you know, I want to touch back on something you were talking about a little bit earlier. And that was, you know, your start date, you know, it's always very interesting. Anytime I hear the year 2019 in a customer facing role. And for you, you know, you were, you know, fresh out of college. This was, you know, your foray into the professional world. How, how did, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, six, six, nine months in, you have COVID to deal with and probably, fundamentally change kind of, you know, it's fundamentally changed in a lot of ways how all organizations really fundraise and approach events. How do you think that going through that experience really helped you, help position you to understand how to do events once the pandemic ended? It, the pandemic really taught me and everyone else, I feel, how to roll with the punches. Not everything's going to go according to plan. Whenever we had, whenever the pandemic hit, we were planning, I think, three events, and all of those were put on pause. And so we didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know how we were going to do it, but we knew that we had to raise this money one way or another, or else we were not going to be able to provide everything that we need to provide for our patients. So We had to come up with different ways and different ideas. It was really a team effort of just brainstorming and really just just going with the punches, I guess, but or just flowing. You just have to go with the flow and really just think this might go wrong, but 
it might go right. So that's just how it has to go. You know, and I love that you say that because really, if you think about it, COVID is one of those rare times, I think, ever where everyone for at least a brief period of time, maybe not for long, but for a brief period of time, everyone was kind of on the same footing there for a minute. And because of that, and I still see it today, even a couple of years later, there's definitely more innovation now with fundraising as a result of that. And I got to imagine, you know, you all, you had to raise these funds, you know, when you're customer facing and you're a medical organization, obviously you could not do that. I mean, no one really could, but you all as a medical organization really couldn't do that. So I love that, you know, going with the flow and just really kind of trying and not being able to try new things, that really was the hallmark of really, I I look at organizations that are successful now versus five years ago, all of them have that in common. They took that period of time to try new things because they had to, I mean, you know, it was, it's always interesting when it's forced, but when it's forced, sometimes the innovation can come and, you know, it's really great to hear that. And, you know, I know we're here to talk a little bit about holiday schmooze, but before we do that, I want to touch on something else you were talking about earlier. And that is, so for those that don't know, so um, Bella's sister, Victoria, was on a few episodes ago to talk about an event that she is co-chairing for the Bush Literacy Center, which um, was the um, the recent um, storybook gala. So, you know, talk a little bit, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, I always am fascinated, especially when you've got siblings that are both you know, in the philanthropy world, but maybe in different, you know, different areas and they, they're involved in different things. Where did you get that? Both of you find that growing up? So I really think that our parents pushed us to really think of others as well as making sure once we ourselves were great or sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> whenever I get passionate, I, I tend to get a little tongue tied. But um, so our parents really pushed us to think of others as well as ourselves. So whenever we ourselves are able to give our time or our experience or our financial, our financials, our parents pushed us to really think that we are able, or our parents taught us that we can do good for others. So my sister and I, we really took that and ran. So she's, she is eight years older than me. So she was able to get her ground footing before me. But whenever I saw her and all the great things that she did, and as I was in college and doing what I'm, I was doing, I realized she is my biggest role model and I wanted to be just like her. So whenever I was able to find my footing in fundraising, I really just tried to model myself after her, but still incorporate myself in it. <laughs> but I really think that my philanthropy and my giving comes from watching her as well as my parents. And I think for her, it's just internally and our parents, she's just great. 
That's a, you know, that's amazing. I love that, you know, your parents instilled that in you. And the other thing that I love, and it's something we talk about on this show frequently, is that there is different ways to give. And you talked about that. It can be your time. It can be monetary. And there's really two types of capital. There's the financial and there's also the human. And really any successful organization, any successful event, you've got to have both. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have the right human capital, it the organization can't thrive the way that it can. You really need both components. And I love that your your parents taught you to do, you know, that both things were important. And you can see that in the types of organizations and the types of, you know, great events that each of you are tied to. They may be in completely different lanes, but they all benefit the Houston community in one way or another. And I think that's just wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, you know, so let's talk a little bit about Holiday Schmooze. So one thing that I love about this event, and one thing that I think makes it truly unique, there's very few events where it is, it's a cocktail party. There isn't, you know, seating that you go to a scheduled table. I mean, you're really getting to mingle. Yes, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about, you know, some of the ways that you get people to kind of focus as we go on here. But, you know, how have you found that, you know, what are some ways that you find cocktail parties are different from galas? So, like you said, I, well, I believe that cocktail parties are just more relaxed. With a gala, it's a very formal timeline. You have to stick to it. There's not very much time to socialize with people there. And it's just very, a strict deadline per se. With cocktail parties like a holiday schmooze, you're there to schmooze. You're there to have fun. <laughs> you, you're there to catch up with the people that you haven't seen in a while, that you haven't really talked to. You're there to have good food. You're there to just see the great outfits that everybody comes in, see the great homes. And it's just an overall just fun time. There is a short um presentation halfway through but for the most part you're there just to have fun we believe that's truly the heart of schmooze it's just a great time and a bunch of socializing <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing you know houston you know someone was asking me the other day about you know talk about each each city and i said you know if houston if i were to describe the houston social scene in one word it's fun because everyone brings the fun and the fun comes through, like you were saying, the outfits that people wear, because there's nothing better, a, a better conversation starter than someone who's wearing something that's really interesting. You're like, you know, where did you get that? Or how did you put that together? And it can forge all these new friendships. And, you know, you all have the added bonus of being during the holidays. So not only do you get people maybe not holiday festive, but you do get people holiday festive and they're all thrown in a room together. And it creates this, you know, it creates this, um, you know, this great synergy. So what is a piece of advice you would give to somebody, you know, because what I think you all do is exceedingly rare in that it is a successful fundraising event during the holidays. So what's a piece of advice you would give to somebody looking to do that? I truly think that the best thing that you can have is a great team to support you. I do not think I could do this by myself. I am so thankful for the team that I have and the well of knowledge and experience that they provide. 
and really any questions that I may have, they have an answer. And I'm just so grateful for them. And truly, I think the best support is a great team. You know, that's great. I completely agree with that. And I think the, you know, the other thing, because we always say that it's a multi-leg stool and the team is not just the legacy community health team. It's also, you know, the committee you may have or the chairs you may have. And I know that the year that I, you know, the, that I went, I mean, you had two of Houston's most prominent hosts in Becca Case and Thrash and, um, and Phoebe Tudor co-chairing, you know, coach among the co-chairs of this event. So, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, how important, you know, having chairs that are really going to bring the fun art to kind of add to working well with your team. So we're lucky this year and our previous years that our hosts and our co-chairs have been so extraordinary. So for this year, we're actually having it at the home of Jerry Hurd and Tyler Hearn. They have been so gracious to us to actually open up their home to us and allow us to host schmooze there. And they, they are just a well of ideas and they are so excited. And to have a host that bring that excitement to an event that has been going on for so long and to still feel so excited and to have all these ideas that are just amazing and they want to raise money for such great cause. It's so great to actually see that and to experience that. And it just brings life back into the event and into fundraising. Absolutely. You know, then there's a couple of things, you know, that we can kind of delve into here. The first thing though is, you know, you, the thing that's always fascinating about your event is, is that more often than not, not always, but on most years, it is at somebody's home. So talk a little bit about, you know, how you all are successfully able to get different people. And it's not the same home every year. And I think that's what makes Schmooze really special is a lot of times it tends to be the same home over and over again. If it, something is at someone's home, yours rotates. So what is, the, what is, the, you know, what's one piece of advice you can share what the secret is of successfully working with a homeowner that, that both respects the organization, but it also respects that they're giving their space to you. Really? Uh, we are just, I don't know any other way to say it, but we're so extremely lucky. Um, our chief development officer, Sheree Boydston, she is a rock star when it comes to just being the person that everybody loves and everybody's willing to just do whatever they can for legacy because Shri is so amazing. And because legacy is also such a great organization, but we're just lucky that our, every single host from the past, from the past, actually, it's been, Schmooze has been going on since the nineties, but we're just so lucky that they believe in legacy's mission. They believe in the reason why we raise money and they are willing to open up their homes to us and to really provide what we need to make sure that Holiday Shoes is a success. 
Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, because it has been going on for such a long time, you know, and the thing is a successful event, if you're really lucky, you can get lightning in a bottle, but it's very rare. But the thing is, is that you've got a track record and you've got a track record of amazing hosts and amazing homes that you've been in year after year. No homes burned down. <laughs> the news crews haven't been called. So you all are doing something right in that, you know, you've established this trust with the community and you've established this trust with the donors. Cause you know, to have someone come in into their home, especially during the holidays. I mean, that's, a, you know, that's a really big tall ask. And it just blows me away. Like every year, like I know last year it was at Milton Townsend's home. Like you yeah. really are able to get these people who are just excellent entertainers and excellent hosts to open up. And I just, it's, it, there's always a kind of what's next. And, you know, I guess that leads me to my next question. How does all of that help fuel excitement for the event year after year, the, the switching of, you know, from one venue to the next? I really think that people are curious. They're curious to see um, what the, the, the homes look like for every different person that we go to. And I really believe that the decor also, that the holiday decor also show the peace of every single host. And I think that that keeps it fresh. And I think people are able to really see into not only the home, but into the people as well. Absolutely. And, you know, it, and the thing is, is that I know that you've had people of multiple faiths, you know, co-chairing this over the years. So, you know, you can kind of see a stamp. I've seen, you know, photos from some years where it's kind of, you can tell it's holiday, but you can't really tell what from what. And I think that always really adds a little bit of mystique because it's almost like you're going to a Christmas party where you know everybody, but you don't have to... Um, all you have to do is show up and you have to give your generosity of spirit. And if you do those two things, you're welcome year after year. And I just think it's awesome that, you know, that sustained, you know, giving that you all have, you know, for a long period of time, it's just amazing. And I'd love to know, you know, what, what, do you, what have you found in your time there? What have you learned about getting people to come back to your event year after year and really wanting to look forward to it? You have to kind of, keep them on their toes, really. I really think that the curiosity that people find of going into other people's homes is a big factor. But I think that having people who want to make a difference and are really invested in our cause of raising money for the Jackson Hicks Endowed Fund for the awareness, prevention, and treatment of HIV AIDS they are really willing to just come back year after year because it is such a great cause and it is such a great time. And they, they just need to scratch that curiosity bug and just have fun. 
<laughs> Absolutely. And that literally Houston, that like I said earlier, that is the middle name of, of Houston as a city. So I know that um, this year, I know that, um, you know, I, I've been given some hot, really high level information, but I don't know much on how you are evolving the event a little bit this year. So I know that there's some different elements. So would you be able to kind of share some of the new things, you know, that, um, you know, some of the newer things that you're going to be putting into the event this year? So there's a few things that we're introducing this year that we want to kind of keep a surprise. But I know that last year we did a ticket-based entrance, but this year we're going to open it up to everyone and do a sponsorship-based so that we can include more people and have more people come out and enjoy shoes with us. And then we're going to have... Jerry and Tyler's home, we will have City Kitchen come out and they will cater for us. And we will have the decor that they have that will be so enchanting. I am so excited to see. And we'll have a DJ and it will just be amazing. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, and you brought up something and I'd love, you know, for anyone who's not familiar just so that they understand, you know, can you elaborate on how a ticket based, a tick, the difference between a ticket base versus a sponsor based model in terms of, you know, getting people to attend the event? So with the ticket base, it's just you buy one ticket and you're in. with a sponsorship base. You buy a sponsorship, you get a, either six to 12 tickets and you're able to invite so many more people and you're able to go have fun with your friends and enjoy the entire night. Absolutely. I, that's really great. And I love that. And, you know, I, I know a few organizations around the state that do do that. And every single one of the organizations that do that model, you're all, I'm always blown away as to who arrives because I think the fun thing with something like that is you never know who knows who, especially, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of folks, you know, Houston's a very social city. So a lot of people that go to holiday schmooze may go to other nonprofit things in town. And it's always fun to kind of see who's going to show up for whom or whom is friends with whom. And I think, you know, when you've been talking a lot about, you know, kind of mystery and mystique and, mm -hmm. That's a really easy way to showcase and highlight that, I think, is doing that sponsorship model and, oh, who is going to be there? And it's, you know, this year with the different model, it, it creates that anticipation. I think that's, you know, I think it's wonderful that, you know, you all are doing that. And I also know you all are doing it a week later this year than, than you've done historically, correct? Yeah, we're doing it on December 14th this year. We usually do it the first week of December, but we decided let's go ahead and push it back a week and just have people kind of just feel the, more into the holiday spirit. Just get them, instead of doing right at the beginning, get them more into December, more try and get it a little bit more chilly because last year it was extremely hot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot in Texas, even in December, you all. Yeah. So maybe hopefully this year we'll get a little bit more of a cool front when it comes. <laughs> <laughs>
I hope, you know, I hope so too, you know, you know, for, for your sake and really for everybody's sake, but you know, it's always, like I said, it's always a super fun time, you know, fun time there. So, um, you know, talk a little bit about, you know, and we're running, we're running about running out of time, but could you share, you know, what's a piece of advice you would look, give to somebody, you know, talk, think about yourself, you know, like five years ago, um, what's a piece of advice you would give to someone looking to plan their first gala or signature fundraiser or cocktail party type of event? I, I wholeheartedly believe in writing things down. I am notoriously scatterbrained and I believe that if I did not write everything down, especially during the holiday season, nothing would ever get done. <laughs> <laughs> and the to-dos that you have in event season and in holiday season, there is no doubt that an important thing that you need to get done will not get done. So every night before I go to bed, in order for me to actually go to sleep, I write everything down in my Teams app and I message it to myself. That way I can actually get a good night's sleep and I can not have to worry about remembering it in the morning. <laughs> well, and I think that's an important thing with events. I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, there are so many, and I find myself doing it all the time. I'll use a voice a, a voice command or something. If I see something in interesting at an event, I write it down just because I know that it can be kind of part of my overall event plan. So I, I love that you bring that up because the the idea with the events is always flowing. It doesn't, you know, it's it's not here's the here's the planning meeting and we're done and nothing else changes. You've got to add those things in all the time. And I love that, you know, you kind of give yourself the end of the day reminders. And you're not the first person I've met who does that, but I I have heard from everyone who does it. They they swear by it and they find it extremely effective. So I think that's <laughs> that that's a that that's a wonderful thing to note and I think an amazing thing to end on. So Bella, thank you so much for joining us today. I really had a great time talking with you. Thank you so, so much, Rob. It's been such a pleasure to be Absolutely. And the 2023 Holiday Schmooze Benefiting Legacy Community Health will be on December 14th, 2023 in Houston, Texas. For more information, please visit LegacyCommunityHealth.org. And that will do it for this week's episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun, keep it interesting, and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care. <laughs>